right. Mikey Lucas, man, what's up? Welcome to the Virtual Millionaire Show. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate you having me, bro. Absolutely, dude. So um, we're going to get into this. For, for those who are tuning into us uh, live today, make sure to share and like. Let us know where you're coming in from. We want to know. Um, Mikey has a pretty cool story that we're going to get into. And so uh, for those who don't know who you are, man, uh, kind of fill us in. Um, where, who, who are you and how did you get to where you're at today? Yeah, so the the end result of where Mikey's at today um, is I am uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a net worth millionaire, so I'm an accredited investor. Um, I born and raised in Vegas, so my result today is I'm a millionaire. Um, I've got five figures of passive income. Um, all of that came from knocking on doors, selling solar panels door to door. Um, I've consulted now just under 300 companies, roofing, solar, pest control, alarms. Um, and a couple window companies, thousands of sales reps. Um, I've, I've taught and trained. Um, I'm born and raised in Las Vegas. I'm 30 now. I just got married. Um, I've got a book, Purposeful Profit, Mastering the Millennial Mindset for Success. I help male millennials wanting to understand life and money. So that's, uh, that's who I am, man. That's awesome, dude. And we, so we met um, through a mastermind that we're mutually a part of. And when I met you and found out how old you were, I'm like kind of blown away because of just the amount of things that you've done in this short 30 years. Cause you're, you're my age, right? You're 20, yep. 39, 30. I'm, I'm 30. Yeah, I just turned 30. Okay. So uh, a lot of things that you said in there and we're going to unpack those, right? So you've written a book recently, which is really cool uh, for anyone listening you should definitely go check out that book. We'll talk more about that at the end as well. But, um, Something that you something that you got into that you kind of preach about is uh, mastering the money game, right? Yeah. And a lot of people may not have that support system. So can you kind of talk about how you got into where you were maybe 10, 15 years ago and, and what that took to kind of get to the point of understanding this money game? Sure. So my my parents, um, humble upbringing, um, my my. My dad went bankrupt with a, uh, a deli out in San Diego where they're from. Um, he was trying to get out of tuna fishing. My whole family owned tuna boats. So I come from an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial family, um, but my dad and mom both went away from that. My mom's uh, dad and, and all their brothers were all owned small businesses in New York. My dad and their, uh, my dad's mom and her brothers, my, all my great uncles, all owned tuna boats. So I come from an entrepreneurial family, but my mom and dad both went against that and uh, wanted me to become a teacher, um, having a steady Eddie job, which again, I'm, I technically am a teacher. Uh, my brother's a teacher right now. Um, I just teach in different ways. Um, so as far as the money goes, I, I, I have this innate thing inside of me, this character trait that sees trends, um, I would say fairly easy um, to most, you know, they don't see that, but that's one of my strengths that I can see trends. Um, and one of those was in was in finances. And I knew that um, one of the one of the reasons why in my early teens and, and early 20s, late, late teens and early 20s was when why I got so good at money, why I wanted to understand money was my parents didn't break up. They, didn't, they got divorced. They didn't break up because of money. Um, but I saw that that was happening rampantly after 2007, 2008. And I was like, well, I don't I mean, like growing up. I mean, I, I thought, well, we're going to, my parents can be married forever. Um, they did end up getting divorced, but you know, I was like, wow, like if I can, if I could best case scenario, design a marriage, what would that look like? And that was one where we didn't fight about money. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, how do we do that then? Um, and you know, my dad, I, I just remember going back and looking at my dad or watch walking in my dad's room and then him, you know, balancing his checkbook. And, you know, my dad still has his 91 RV and like, you know, my parents, like, you know, they sacrificed everything. Like, you know, we didn't, you know, we didn't, we didn't go on, we go on like one vacation a year with a single slice of bologna with fake cheese and some maybe some pickles, like, but we still went on vacation. So I'm super grateful for that. And like, you know, the basics of like, you know, fishing in a pond or fishing in a lake, like the easiest little $30, $20 night with our RV. Like I am so grateful for having the little things. And then my dad taught us, my dad and mom taught us how to appreciate the dollar. We got paid $10 a week um, to do 
chores, which we should have paid a gardener um, $100 a week, $200 a week for our house. And, uh, you know, so I valued, I got the, the understanding of a value of a dollar, but I wanted to have a great marriage. Um, and that started then by asking people questions about money. I was like, wow, this whole system is rigged against the middle class. And uh, after I realized that, I was like, okay, well, you know, if, if, if you don't, if I don't do something about it, then that's, that's, that's my fault. Like, you know, I got to figure out this, this, this game. Um, and I didn't want to get rich, um, slow. I was like, I want to, I want to become wealthy and I want to become wealthy as quickly as I possibly can, because when I can do that, then I get to have technically, I, I get to have as much freedom as I want to be able to do what I want, when I want, where I want, with who I want for however long I want. And then not only that, at, after I realized that I had the ability to do that through knocking on doors, selling solar panels, then I realized, wow, I can teach other people how to now create, you know, how to basically teach them how to, how to get them to retire and then then pay then get their wife to retire and then then help pay their their parents house and their parents medical needs and then you know go and you know go build churches or go put solar panels on orphanages or you know stuff like that that got people really really emotionally charged and fired up because i did realize uh in 2015 when i was knocking on doors in dallas that my mom was not going to motivate me anymore after it was super super hot and humid and i'm getting bit up by mosquitoes because i didn't realize that you know a city boy from vegas you wear cologne and mosquitoes apparently love that in the Midwest. So, you know, I, I, you know, money wasn't the thing anymore. It was, uh, I wanted to continue to figure out how to stay motivated and stay encouraged and excited and inspired. And that was really giving back. But I knew that nonprofits are aggressively non-profitable and for-profits are, are great, but, you know, and I'm sure that they're doing some things, but I realized that the middle between those was that you could be a uh, a for-purpose business like Tom's Shoes, like Stella or Twas, you know, they're, where they're giving away money or they're investing money, time, talent, resources, um, and people want to buy from companies like that. So I started my company, um, made it into a for-purpose business where we're giving money away, and then people just it's like a wildfire just caught on, and um, I, I I wanted to make more, and I want to I'm, I'm on track to become a billionaire unapologetically and give back multiple seven eight figures um, month after month or or year after year to charities and things that I care about. And uh, you know I, I think that private capital is the is the way, and entrepreneurs are the way to to solve a lot of these problems that we have in our community. And one of them for me personally, Michael, is I know that I can lower the divorce rate which then leads to less depression, less, you know, a lot of like, you know, anxiety within kids and stuff like that and tension within schools. Um, if we can get, get the family unit back together. Um, and by doing that, I now teach people how to understand money and master it rather than just kind of have this, like, you know, we all have a plan. You have a routine. Um, you just, you know, your routine is money come in and money come out or money goes out. Right. So if you don't have a routine with money, like, Right now, today, cryptocurrency just dropped aggr aggressive, right? Um, you know, what, what's going to happen? Are people, what is, what is, people don't have a system. So I realized that I knew that if I didn't plan, I could plan to fail. And that's why I said, I have to figure this thing out. And in my 20s, I spent a lot of time paying a lot of people, going to a lot of seminars, watching a lot of YouTube videos over and over and over and over and over. And I would just, I didn't get it. I didn't understand. It's like going into medical medical field. I didn't understand this lingo. It just doesn't make sense. And still today, you know, it's just right around 6,000 pages in the tax code with the reform in 2017. Like these things are very complicated. But the more I realized I listened to them and read them, I started to understand them more. And I was like, wow, like if we just it stop acting like millionaires and investing like millionaires and buying things like millionaires and start doing that like a billionaire, we're going to pay less taxes. We'll have a more fulfilled life and we'll be able to help more people. That's why I did it. Wow. So, so much good stuff in there, right? Um, you know, one, one of my big takeaways from what you just said there was um, a for purpose business. And, and I know this really resonates with me and I know it resonates with you because that's literally how you're um, helping educate the masses is, Something I learned in my mastermind is we need to make money. We need to be educated about money. So not only we can give back, but we can help more people and help keep families together. And if you can't take care of your home base yeah. for whatever reasons, it's going to be really difficult to take care of your family and to keep things good there. So I, I love that about you, man. And, and um, one other thing that I think people need to understand is 
it didn't just happen overnight, right? You said 10 years of seminars, you said 10 years of, of attending these events. Um, so I, I, I got to ask, like, you're the door to door guy, right? You, you teach people, you interview experts in this space all the time. How important was that door to door experience in regards to sales and mastering your craft and to make more money so you can make it matter? Yeah, right. So the one of the things that convinced me that door to door was my arena was that when I realized that the other option uh, or the other options were basically the same thing, they're just over the phone um, or, you know, business to business. And I was like, well, what's going to be the fastest way to make money with something that I actually care about, um, which to me was at the time was helping people buy something that they are already buying with getting them on a lower cost program, like, you know, basically selling insurance just for cheaper. Like why are you at Allstate when you can go to Geico or whatever, right? Or why are you at Geico, you can go to Allstate or vice versa. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm wanted to sell something that one, I could get behind and two, that it would be cheaper for them. That's why I didn't do very well in alarm systems. I sold like 60 something in my first year. I was absolutely terrible when some guys sell five, 600, you know, 400 to 600, you know, accounts in, in a summer. And I sold like 60. Um, but I realized what convinced me that door to door was the way was one, how many massively successful people started in door to door, Ed Milet being one of them, Mark Cuban being one of them, Les Brown, these guys that are massively successful that did door to door sales. And it might not have been for a long time, but I needed, um, I'm a college, the three-time college dropout, like proud of that. Um, but I, I needed education and I was just so happened to be being educated on the doors. I heard that if you, if you do a summer in door-to-door -door sales, that's like getting a two, two year degree in communications. And I was a very bad communicator. Like I would, if I didn't get my way 10 years ago, I would like yell and want to fight you. Um, not really fight, but I would like yell and like, ah, like, and I'd blow up or I'd walk away. Cause that was what I was trained to do. Um, you know, but I, I knew that door to door was going to teach me not just only how to communicate or how to negotiate or then not now how to lead and then how to navigate through certain situations. But then, then it gave me the ability to, to literally be told no 99 times and be a millionaire just for the one. Yes. Yep. And, and that's, that's so powerful, man. And so important for people to understand a lot of people watching, maybe business owners, maybe they're real estate investors looking to get their first deal. Maybe it's their next deal. Yeah. One of the biggest things I think that separates somebody who's just good from a professional mm -hmm. is salesmanship and salesmanship gets a bad reputation, unfortunately, but it's the life in the blood of business. It's a life in the blood of helping more people and we're solving problems and adding value to these people. And so what would you say would be like, one, one thing because door to door selling is not easy, by the way, I have so much respect so much respect for people who come knock on my door it's like man it's, just, it's somebody else trying to earn my business and like i remember when i first got started in real estate i went knocking on doors and like that oh, was yeah. so far outside of my comfort zone yeah. and i remember the first door that i knocked the guy said yeah i have some property to sell <laughs> it like completely blew my mind but like for people and i'm not saying you know i'm not saying you got to go knock doors to, to be successful in certain businesses you do, but what, what would, what would you tell somebody who's like, they want to sharpen that, that skill set? What, what's that one thing that's super, super important for them? So, so one of, one of my, one of my most recent programs that I built out that I, that I have four ish years in actually exercising this was how to, how to, how to train people in becoming a self-sustainable all-star golden door award-winning sales rep, which means in our industry, meaning being the 1% of the 1%. Like, how do you actually do that? Like, it's easy to go teach somebody, like go read this book, go read pitch anything, go read, you know, exactly what to say, go read, you know, uh, closure survivor guy from Grant Cardone, like go, go read these sales books, you know, Brian Tracy, you know, psychology of selling, go read those books, you know, but th the other thing is, is if, if you're not studying these things, like, we have to change our mindset from this is a textbook and a lecture, a lecture that I'm learning from high school and college to this is literally what's going to help me create a generational wealth and inheritance for my children's children. You, you come at that completely different. I, I one of the other books that I didn't mention, but uh, um, never split the difference. One of my absolute favorite books. I'm talking like I study this thing like nobody's business. Like that is so important that you'd look at 
you look at you know real estate and sales like it's a sport if you don't take hacks in the batting cage how can you get better if you don't you know we've got stanley cup going on right now we've got you know nba playoffs going on right now if you don't take hacks at hitting those top left top left top right corners um in, on the ice rink or, or hitting those you know those fadeaway jumpers like if you don't hit those when when you hear Kobe Bryant's doing stuff like that and he's doing over and over and over Steph Curry's hitting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of free throws like don't you think that that's the same thing in sales like if you're not practicing sharpening the axe but the hard part is Michael is easy to say that now how do you actually do that so in my head I said okay well I have to figure out what are the things that I'm doing wrong well, I started to record myself on doors. So if you don't do door-to-door -door sales, well, you can record yourself on the phone. You can yeah. record yourself walking into a business. You can record yourself in front of the mirror. Michael, I don't, I'm not anything special. I just do what my managers and leaders told me to do from day one. I don't act like there's a better way. There is no secrets. There's just systems and methods that actually work. And if somebody that tells you that has massive success, even if they don't have massive success, if they tell you to go do something, why, how, why are you trying to like, Pick this thing apart like there's you know bones inside this fit like there is no bones inside this chicken we're good like it's boneless chicken breast bro there ain't no bones in this thing like no i swear there's bone it's like no dude like come on man like if you if, if they told you to go record yourself in the mirror and you didn't do that i mean you're just not teachable like you're, you're you don't want it as bad as you say you want it you don't want you know that car that lifestyle that that you know that ring for your your wife on your anniversary or whatever you don't you know you don't want to put your kids in never have i ever heard one person tell me if Michael, if you had money was not an option, you had all the money in the world, every, the card, the card was unlimited. If you could send your kids to private school or public school and get the best education you possibly, they could probably possibly get, would you send them to private school? And every oh, single time they say yes. Yeah. So no why partner. not? Yeah. Why not realize that you're in massive amounts of debt if you don't have kids yet or you have kids and you're like, wow, like, I'm doing this not for me. The reason why people don't want to go study sales is because they're doing it for what benefits them rather than what benefits their family, what benefits, you know, them, right? Why, why, aren't, why aren't they, they're not doing it. They're not doing it for the legacy. They're doing it just for them. That's why the, the mindset just completely shifts. So yeah, studying it like, like it's like it's a sport. Because it's, it's literally everything. Like if you're in business, sales is everything. Yeah. in relationships or everything and those play a part in hand in hand working together and one thing that i heard you say man that i think a lot of people may forget is is like what are you doing this all for why and that ultimately leads to purpose and ultimately you have to have a deeper why of why you're doing this are you doing this just to make money if you're doing that then you know that's just the same as working at a nine to five job which is totally fine if that's for you but a lot of people who are going to be watching the show, they want more. They want out of the rat race. They want overabundance of financial uh, prosperity. And the things that Mikey's telling you guys is, um, is exactly what it's going to take to get to that point. Um, so I kind of want to switch gears here, Mikey. Um, you work for a gentleman. You told me right before we hopped on here um, in, in Las Vegas to, to learn a little bit of the real estate game and what that what that looked like can you kind of talk to us about that experience man and how you kind of structured some of these deals of people who are facing foreclosure sure um so i, I was i was um working in dallas texas selling for solar city which is tesla energy and i had this this uh, this weird feeling that i wasn't going to be in dallas very much longer and i didn't really know why um, it was a, it was a God moment for me. Um, it was, I'm going to move home. And, uh, it was weird because you couldn't sell solar had gotten shut down in Vegas. So I'm like, God, why am I moving home? You can't sell solar in Vegas. This is really weird. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a man of my word. I committed to doing this for the next 20 years. This is my career. Why am I moving home? Right. Cause I had problems with jumping ship all the time, jumping from one job to another job. Like I had to be a man of commitment. I was like, okay, this is, this is really weird. Like, why am I not going? Why am I, why am I going home? Long story short, I, I went home within two months, the whole company, my whole department at, at Tesla energy got, when we got bought by Tesla energy, the whole department got cut. Like every single door to door, the direct department got fired. Some guys transitioned over, blah, 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 whatever. I didn't like what, when we were going through the transition, there were certain things that, you know, they did, they weren't taking care of the end customer anymore it was more about like profits and again 
we were both publicly traded companies, but it just wasn't the same. Um, nothing against Elon. Like I love Elon, everyone. I was the kid that was like talking about Elon 10 years ago. Like people thought I was weird then. And now I'm like, yeah, huh? Funny, funny, isn't that? You guys all <laughs> thought I was weird talking about Elon Musk back then. So we're working back now for a guy named Mickey Griffin. And um, he's, you know, he's an OG in the game. And uh, he probably does like five, 10 deals uh, a month and just does his own thing. Like literally just steady Eddie does his own thing. Doesn't really do any like marketing, just kind of has his system. Um, I was like, man, like I went to him and I was like, Hey, he was like, Hey, Mikey, can you help me build a website? And this was in 2017 now. And he's like, yeah, I got a guy. And I, I, I had the, uh, I, I scheduled the meeting and I'm sitting there and I'm like, Michael on everything I love. I was like, Mickey, have you ever thought about giving yourself a promotion and hiring somebody to do your job? And I, everything I love, he said, yeah, I've tried that no one can do this. And I was like, okay, cool. So like a couple of days later, I called him back up and I was like, Mickey, don't pay me a dollar unless I bring you money. I will do anything you need me to do. Teach me how to do what you do. Give yourself a raise. Like, congratulations. I'm here. What do you need me to do? I walked this dude's dog, cleaned this dude's house. I watched over his house as I helped him move from Vegas, California. His son goes to a school out there. Like I moved his family, anything on my own dime. Because it was the whole like, you know, if, if you can just get under somebody and that te was willing to teach you, I was willing to put in everything I had, which at the time I didn't have much, but I was willing to put in everything I had because I knew that if I could just get into real estate, which is where more millionaires and billionaires are made, that if I could just do that now, I could again have that end goal be where I could do what my family did, but I can be better than quote unquote what my dad wanted us to be which was just a little bit more successful than he was, which they had some properties. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is the way I got to go. This is what it is. Real estate's what it is. So I took the door-to-door -to -door space and I started finding homes um, through, through like a foreclosure apps, um, finding homes that were in short sale uh, and, and about to go to auction. And what I found out was that banks don't want to work with you. Like they're doing their very best. Like for instance, I'm on the phone with American Express yesterday and I, and I, I about hung up because I was like, I just don't like talking to people that are not like trying to solve problem. It's like, yeah, no, I, I hear your problem, but I can't do nothing about it. And I'm like, you're a bank. You can do something about this. Like you need my money to keep going. Like I'm not nobody. Like I might not have a hundred billion dollars, but like you need my money to keep going. Like you should treat me like that. So I found out that these banks, I found the pain point for the customers was that the banks didn't want to work with them. So they would drag them out, drag them out, drag them out to the sale date. And then we could show up before and buy the house from them. So we'd do short sales. And my first, my first lead was a door knock, 3000 Oki and uh, in Las Vegas. And the lady was like, we don't know what we're going to do. And I'm like, she's like, actually at first it was funny. Cause I had to fall with this lady like three times. Um, she's like, no, we're working with the bank. We're working with the bank and the bank. I'm like, wait a second. I know these banks don't work with people. I've had experience with this. They don't care about them. They, they want their money back. Like this is the whole, remember the whole system's rigged against yeah. people they want their money back and not even the dude it was wild so i i, I got that house i i we, you know on the 11th hour we brought brought the lady down stopped the sale you know not only that then we helped her get into another uh, un, into an apartment we did a buy a buyback for a couple months got into another apartment literally fixed her helped her fix her credit and then helped her son actually get another loan to buy another house like three or four years later it was pretty badass did that again value dude like the amount of value you're providing and, and we're helping them right before they lose everything. Their credit, dude. Yeah, the credit was tanked. But you, you got to realize that the credit game is rigged as well. Like there's re, right. there's ways that billionaires and millionaires, like it's funny when I realized that like in solar, people that had a lot of money, most times had terrible credit. So they're living off their, their wife or their mom or whatever, right? So, um, you know, they say like hood rich, right? But like millionaires are doing that. Billionaires are doing that. So um so I got that and then I got, and then I started doing some Facebook stuff and I'm just like, Mickey taught me to have multiple streams of leads. I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to do some Facebook posting. And I just posted a Facebook, uh, a house for sale. And some lady was like, Hey, we want to, I want to move in this house. I was like, awesome. Like, you know, like sweet, cool. Like I'm not a real estate agent, but like, you know, I can get you in contact with, with, uh, with our, with our team. Like what, how can I help you? She's like, well, my husband and I are splitting up. And I was like, okay, like how? do you need to sell your house too? She's like, well, yeah, but we need to sell it like now. And I was like, boom, I'll be at your house tonight. So close that deal. The house was a mess. And like literally gave these ladies, these people, you know, a, a good deal and got them situated out. Otherwise it was going to go to 
big legal battle. So I felt good about this service again with real estate. I was like, I'm just here serving people. Some people do, some people don't. So what? Like, if you want to think like you can, you can play with the, with the, uh, you know, with the sleeping giant, which is the freaking, you know, the banks, then by all means, go ahead. Um, and, uh, I, I, what I realized was that I was getting paid, you know, obviously very, very low to exclusively wholesale to this guy. But what I, what I most appreciated was his willingness to allow me to basically fail under his umbrella. And I didn't care. I, I've never, ever, ever cared about how much people are making on me, which is something that makes me different than everybody else. Everyone's like, I'm going to cut you out. I'm like, no, dude, like I, I need help. Like I know I need help and I'm willing to do whatever it costs. Like I'll, I'll walk your, dude, I'm telling you, I walked this dude's dog I, on my own dime and drove to California to help this dude move. Like, you know, okay, cool. He bought me dinner quite a few times, but like still like on my own dime, I went out there, right? Slept on this dude's couch when I got a nice bed at home. Like I wanted to do whatever I could and pay whatever it, whatever it cost, so that I could actually get this, I call it the, the fast pass, the Disneyland fast pass, the, 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 Hey, you don't belong here. And you're walking by and you're washing all these faces and you're just walking to the front of the line. You get put on the front of the ride right away. It's like, I know I needed that. And in the Bible in Proverbs four, it says to, to, to sell everything and buy wisdom, get wisdom, get insight. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to glorify my God, I need to get wisdom. I need to get insight. I need to ask for help. But realizing so many people, they're, they're like, um, love language, if you will, is helping people. Right. I realized I was taking blessings away from people because I was too prideful and egotistical that I was like, these people don't want to help me. I don't need, and also I don't need help. It's like, no dude, like I'm literally here because I'm a product of selling everything, moving away, packing up, living in a suitcase, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I have a can do attitude, whatever it takes mindset. I'll pay whatever I'll wash dishes, dude. I'll walk your dog. I'll pick up dog poop. I'll, I'll, scrub your toilet. I don't really care if I can learn anything from you. There's always a level of, there's always a seat of equivalent benefit in the future. And I will do whatever it takes to pay for somebody to help me cut the line in, in a, in a moral way. Dude, that's the attitude. It's, it's whatever it takes. I heard you say things that make me believe you're very humble. You're curious, you want to learn and you're do, you're willing to do whatever it takes. And that's the attitude that you have to have. Yeah. Like it's what it takes. So Let's talk about the actual because you were finding these deals for this guy. Like, let's talk, let's dive into how are you structuring this? So the bank was going to foreclose on it next week. What yeah. what do you do? What's the first yeah. thing that you do? Um, in that case, um, as far so I would get I would get them in uh, contract and writing. So uh, my very first deal, Mickey did not believe that I had a deal, and I'm like, bro, like this is a deal. Give me a contract print it out or send, have your assistant send it to me. I'll print it out at FedEx again on my own dime. I'm going back to this lady's house. She's about to lose her house. Give And, and cause you know what it was actually, this is it on that very first deal that on, uh, on, um, one of our apps, the, one of the, I think it was foreclosure radar at the time said that there was no equity within this deal. And I confirmed with her son that was living there that they had paid off that other loan. So the app was wrong. Because normally it's like, yeah, like you would walk past these deals all day long. Like, oh, like there's no, you know, the app was wrong. The app was wrong. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm in the neighborhood. I've got three foreclosure houses on this block. Like I might as well knock this one too. It looks like it might be a, a case. And then you never know. Guess what? I can maybe short sell the deal. Yeah. Right. There's a way to, there's a way to short sell deals and, and, and get that done. So either way, there was some sort of an angle where I was going to either that or just say, Hey, like, do you want to buy a house? Do you need help renting a house? Like, how can I actually serve you? You're in a, you're in a position I wanted to be a light in somebody's dark situation. So it, even if I didn't make money and I'd be like, Hey, like I can, I got some guys at my church that like love to like help old ladies. Like, do you want me to help you want me to schedule that for you? Like they'll do that for like pizza, like $5. Pizza. <laughs> um, but how we structured it was I, I told Mickey, I said, look, give me the contract. I don't, I'm not, I don't know what it is. It, I just tell me where to sign. He's like, sign here and here. I was like, okay, cool. And, uh, we got, we got the deal. I think it was for, uh, like two sixty four. I think is what it was. We ended up selling the house for, like high fours, four eighty something, almost five hundred thousand. Did you did you guys stop the 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 pay, pick up the back payments, right? Yes. And then take over subject to the existing financing, or did you buy for complete cash? It was a subject to. Okay. Yeah. So, so we for did. anyone anyone listening who doesn't know what that means, it's he's taking over the the uh, person's mortgage. Yeah. And then he's yeah has the option to do whatever. He could turn around and rent it. 
yep. you know, fix it up and sell for a higher price or whatever. So it's a way that I feel like in the foreseeable future, we may be seeing a lot more types of situations. There's a lot more equity in this market versus maybe 2008 right. crash. But um, what year was this when you were doing that? 17. 2017. So it's been in five years already. Yeah. Um, going to throw a loaded question at you. What, what do you think about the market right now? Are we going to start seeing more of these foreclosures opening up, you think? Yeah, this is not finance advice. This is my opinion. Let me just put that out there. Um, I am heavily skeptical with this real estate market. Um, here's the problem is that even the gurus that you and I are around, that we pay multiple five figures every single year to be around these guys, even them, I think that most of them are wrong too. Like they don't understand, nobody does, what $13 trillion does to a market. Nobody understands that. It's very hard to understand what $13 trillion does to a market. Everything you thought has to be reconsidered. Um, I personally think, because here's the problem, when real estate agents, you have to remember real estate agents are salespeople and they need to make a living to be able to pay for their bills. So they're obviously going on the internet saying, yeah, the market, the rates are up, no worries, it's everything's great. It's like, okay, sure, understandable, totally fine. Um, but I think the market's about to explode. I'm, I'm convinced. Uh, they've been saying that for about two years in our masterminds, like it's gonna be coming here pretty soon, like work really hard. So let me, let me give assurance to people really quickly is that more multiple millionaires are made, more wealth is gained in a downward market than there is in an upward market. So the whole like idea that we can, we can, uh, we're going to lose money. Um, the only time you lose money, if you don't have a really good system. So I will buy real estate right now today. If it's a grand slam yep. all day long, hundred percent. I was, well, I was really hoping you would say that man, because yeah, there's a lot of mixed confusion going on there's somebody over here saying this somebody over here saying this the news is saying that none of them know michael none of them the know important thing guys that you got to take from from this conversation is not to get all scared but what he just said is you can still make money in a, in a market that's shifting crashing whatever you just have to change your strategy and focus on what you want as simple as that sounds if you don't want to be on the foreclosure side let's focus on how we can help those people if you don't want to go bankrupt Focus on how you can solve more problems and make more money. Focus on the, the thing that you can control and you're going to come out just fine. And there's so much, there's so much to, to unpack with that, but I, I figured I'd drop one on you. Yeah. My, my, <laughs> my goal, my goal is to be able to recession proof my money, recession resilient my money. So two and a half years ago, I started to do that and I knew that it was eventually going to come because why everyone says every eight to 10 years, well, eight to 10 years plus $13 trillion injected into the economy. You know, uh, you know, it's not normal. 10 years is not no longer 10 years. This is, you know, it could be anything. Um, but yeah, I would absolutely buy real estate right now. It just has to be done correctly. Now for me, you have to buy right. Okay. I'm a big energy guy. I've been doing energy for 10 years. I invest a lot of money into energy, which, you know, again, another big market that I feel like is, is a great market to invest in, but everyone's like, well, it's going to come down. Well, I agree. So if you don't plan, if you plan, like it's just going to keep on going up. Well, how's your Bitcoin doing right now, buddy? Yeah. Like, no, like you're, you have to have a strategy on what you're buying and diversify yourself so that you buy in correctly. It's all about buying correctly. You know, it's no, no longer, you know, Oh, you know, I'm going to pay over for this house because I like it or whatever. It's like, I understand that, but you know, buying the ugly house and then going in the neighborhood and then going and fixing that is better than you buying the, you know, I mean, I don't know. That's my opinion, but yeah. Yeah. E either way, you know, you got to be able to sail into this, into the wind and out of the wind. Anybody can sail out of the wind, but sailing yeah. into the wind is very, very complicated. And that's what we're going into. If you don't change your sales, you're going to sit stagnant and you're going to be like, wow, you're going to see Michael and Mikey sailing by later guys. We tried telling you. But right. Uh, no, dude, what I think what I think is really key for people to understand is it's the people who can adjust and adapt and the guys who can get creative. It's some like the little guys, like the guys who can be creative to put together those creative finance deals are the ones who are going to thrive the most in this type of environment. Um, one thing that I think everyone, you know, can can take away from this is get creative with with the way you're structuring deals. And 
you've done something that I think is pretty cool to mitigate your risk with getting into properties for Airbnb. Yeah. Um, let's touch on that, man. T talk to us about how you were able to get creative and get Airbnbs without purchasing the property. So the, the way that I did it was basically like an angel investor. Um, you got to remember running multiple four total in total, uh, most of them eight figure solar companies, sales companies, uh, which one and a half of them burned down to the ground, thankfully. Um, I didn't have time to go and find real estate and go find multifamilies. Like I didn't have time to do that. I, I've, I was a one trick pony. I knocked on doors. I trained guys to knock doors and girls. And I, we, we sold solar panels. I did energy for 10 years. That was my thing. I, but I knew that if I didn't slide 20 to 30% of my money away and stock it away, and, and putting it into real estate so that I can get tax benefits or, you know, depreciation, which in some cases I can, in some cases I don't. What I'm about to tell you, I, I didn't get any tax benefits from these, but I still got passive income, which then allowed me to then raise my lifestyle. One of my absolute rules, absolute that everybody that I teach this on my YouTube, everything is you do not pay, you do not raise your lifestyle until your passive income can pay for that. Now I do that. I went and got a GTR. I went and got a Model X. I went and got live in a high rise now on 31st floor. Like I live these luxurious lifestyle, but I'm not paying for it. So with the Airbnb stuff, I use that type of money to pay for my lifestyle. Well, the way I did that was I, I found somebody that was a good jockey that I could trust with my money and said, hey, can I give you money to instead of you having to put your own money or you pay for you pay hard money, you put hard money down or buy hard money. And get and put put that on you know the things that you I already know they're going to need because I managed for these Airbnbs in the past. I was like they're going to need furniture, they're going to need beds, they need all that. They're going to have to swipe their card for that. And guess what? That means that now running a legitimate business that takes time to get your money back. So yeah. why not let me come in and buy those furnitures, beds, all that stuff type of stuff for you? And and then now I get a part of the deal. So now not it's a base like I'm getting I'm giving a loan like a bridge loan if you will. But now I'm getting passive income because now I got in, I get, I got, I got in on these deals. That's how I did Dude, it. That is so, that's so creative. So you, you had the income already. You didn't have the time. So you found somebody who had the time and who had a skill set, and you basically just helped them parlay your money into what they were already doing. And now you can benefit financially from that partnership. I solved the problem I knew was there that they didn't want to pay interest, high interest on hard yeah. money. And I knew that they were going to need startup cash if they didn't have a fund, which this guy doesn't have a fund. Um, so I, I, I solved, I saw, I, I saw the problem. Like the true entrepreneur, right? I saw the yeah. problem and I solved it. And I was like, wow, like what if I made a deal that the guy couldn't turn down? Yeah, dude, I love that. And by the way, so I was thinking you were going to go somewhere else with that. I was thinking you were going to do the arbitrage thing where you found the property and then you use somebody else's, you know, rent to then you know, arbitrage it at a higher price. So there's no excuses. There's that, but there's this option too. So if you are the professional, if you are running a successful business and you have extra money, find somebody who has a track record who you can trust and invest with them. So I have a business, I have a track record. If you have money sitting on the sidelines, let us put it to work for you. You know, shameless plug. I'm, I'm more than happy to help put anybody's money to work 100% and you're, and you're, and you're credible, which is one of the coolest parts about masterminds, which is what I like a lot is that you've taken money from guys in our mastermind. And I know that they're, that they're happy because they talk about it, yep. but the, the best part about the mastermind is that if you mess up, you're kicked out for life. Yeah. It's one of the yep. coolest parts about these masterminds. That's why I like being in them because there's actual literal accountability. Dude, I was just talking about this. Like, awesome. I so, love it. It, like the 30, $35,000 membership. A year that already pre-qualifies most people um but then it's how long is this person in here how what kind of relationships are they building are they flaky are they doing what they say they're gonna do and that's and that's the key right but um well, those, guys, those guys are in there too they're in there the guys that you don't want to be around they're there just they, they generally they generally weed themselves out sure yeah absolutely and there's always going to be that for sure but for the most part it's like the country club where yeah. You're already pretty much pre-qualified to be there. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, pretty, dude, pretty, cool, pretty cool way to pretty cool way to do that with a with like lending, huh? I do it. It's like it's brilliant. Like I've never actually heard of somebody structure that specifically, but it's um, 
It's well, you, gotta, it you gotta think about it. I, I, I don't want to have to run it. One of the biggest mistakes most entrepreneurs make, Michael, is that they think that they can do it themselves. Like, Michael, I tracked on a micro, micro action what I did with 67% of the waking hours in 2021. On a micro action, I know what I did on yeah. a micro action for 67% of my waking hours last year. Yeah, you only have 168 hours. Like you gotta, you can't. You if you don't find somebody to give your money to while you're focusing on making more money in your in your avenue, like. I, I've diversified. I mean, I don't have all my money in my energy fund. I've got yeah. real estate fund, crypto. I, I, I put money everywhere. I yep. have to. Absolutely, man. You got to find your unique ability and then take your money and, and diversify it. Correct. Um, wow. So, so good, man. W one thing that I'd like to get into that I, I'm really intrigued about is this energy fund because you can start a fund for a lot of things, right? We know people who've started crypto funds. We know people who start real estate funds. Yep. But you started an energy fund. And if I read this correctly, it's a $50 million energy fund. Is that correct? Is that right? Did I read that right? Yeah, that's small though. That's pretty crazy sounds, though. Sounds to me, big. that's a big number. So yeah. what's your ploy with that? Like, what was it like starting a fund? Because that, that really intrigues me. Well, um, I, again, back to my entrepreneurial uh, capitalistic mindset, I knew that there was a problem. Um, and this is going to sound kind of weird, but I really think that the American Energy Fund is going to solve a, the potential of World War III. Um, I fought oil and gas and, alter and most alternative energies, like even nuclear, for nine and a half years. Like, you got to remember, like, I was, I basically have a tattoo of Elon Musk on my back. Like, I love the dude. Um, I don't, but like, I love the guy, right? And he's an awesome person and I, I really like him. But when I, when, if anybody that knew Elon Musk would realize that Elon agrees that nuclear is great and actually the, the transition of out of the fossil fuel era is going to happen. It's just going to take a long time to get there. And the best way to do it now is to do hybrid cars. I'm fully convinced that natural gas cars is going to be the future. It's going to, it's going to happen as well as electric cars. Now, obviously people talk crap on Oh, well, you know, it's on coal, it's on natural gas, it's burning more, it's whatever, whatever. Okay, cool. I understand that. Like, I, I, honestly, God, I, I'm afraid when I see so many electric cars, like I study the power grid, you, you understand that? Like for 10 years, that's what I did. When I see so many electric cars driving around, I get actually afraid, bro. Like, I'm like, I, they're shutting down power plants due to pollution and we're putting more electric cars on the grid. They're, the kids are not taking, you know, less time on their tablets and TVs and, and, and mining crypt. Like, dude, like we're using more power. Like we're gonna have to do something. So I really feel like, um, bridging the gap between private capital and the energy sector is what I could solve. And then again, make hundreds of millions of dollars doing it and give our investors back lots and lots. I mean, like, it's kind of ridiculous. I, it's kind of like when, when I was selling, so was selling solar door door, like, you're like, what's the catch here? I'm like, uh, did you ask the Saudi prince that too? Like why he's a gajillionaire? Like because he owns the wells. That's what we do. And not only that, the government, your silent partner in your personal business right now is taking 20, 30, 40, 50% of your income. And they actually, did you realize that they'll give you that money back? Because what America, the government wants is for you to create jobs, food and water, housing, and guess what? Energy. So I'm solving the problem by creating more energy and making um, not America more energy independent, which we need that. But I really think at a bigger level, I, I, I don't want to see a world war because of, Amer of American interest. Like I'm, all, I'm a patriot. I love America. But like I don't want to see a world war because of our reliance on overseas oil uh, from the Strait of Hormuz and places like that. Uh, you know, Iran shot down one of our unmanned, thank God, drones years ago, a couple years ago. And I was like, we're going into a world war, bro. So I knew that I could solve that. And at the same time, it's fun. Uh, it's kind of like, it's a lot like real estate. I just find foreclosure and short sale. Like we are in a buyer's market for oil and gas. Um, we're in like a 2010 market um, for oil and gas. Oil and gas was uh, negative barrel like a couple years ago and all these smaller operations, there's, there's just no money there. So yeah. the, the, uh, the markets between like 200 and $2 million uh, oil wells and gas wells and alternative energy, like solar farms like that, we, we, that's what we invest in. It's very hard to get money for that. So we solve that and we, we fill the gap and I'm totally cool with making hundreds of millions of dollars on the crumbs of Exxon Mobil. <laughs> so you're really, you're really like 
So you've mastered the energy game, right? You've got that figured out. You've got a lot of experience with it. So rather than just playing small with your own capital and maybe like piecing a little bit here and there, it's like, I'm just going to go big. I'm going to deploy other people's money, capital, and they're going to trust what I'm going to do. And I'm going to go do it because I, I have a tracker of doing what I say I'm going to do. But then they're going to get an amazing return for trusting me and believing in my vision for what we're about to do. So right. to me, it's like, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, and you can do this with a lot of different business models, but I just think it's amazing, dude, that you took action on that and yep. you went and just started this fund. Yeah, like, you can you can do it and you can do it in real estate, right? Like why not? Yeah. Why not? But that's a problem. The hard part is that if you don't have somebody that can teach you like yourself, that somebody can come to you, Michael, and you can teach them how to do it. It there there's there's you don't have enough time, you yeah. don't have enough you know family money. Right to and, and to to mess up with your family with your you know your your warm market money like you need to make sure that it's good and I just so happen to be blessed enough to have a, a you know a couple million dollars to be able to invest in my own money and I was like yeah I, I can do this now for other people so you know Warren Buffett these guys these big guys Ray Dalio they started their first fund in their twenties like why not me I just asked my first sale when you I forgot to tell you this when you asked about sales the first sale is yourself that sounds corny that sounds cliche but like why not Mikey Lucas? Like I couldn't figure out other than like, okay, I got cut from my baseball team, my senior year. Uh, my parents, I'm come from a product of divorce. I'm, I'm a, I'm a recovered dr heroin drug addict. Uh, you know, I, I, my father's an abuse, was an abusive alcoholic, like verbally abusive alcoholic. Like, you know, I, you know, okay, cool. My mom, my mom is, you know, was in severe credit card debt. Like, you know, my, my brother's still hooked on drugs. Like other than like, you know, the worst of the worst, like, why not me? I couldn't find right. I, couldn't, I couldn't figure it out like why not me why why not mikey lucas other than the woe is me like get out of the way and go go solve and, and help the world bro yeah there's a couple of things you could have done with all of the things that you just mentioned right you could have say woe is me and been a victim of that but you decided no i have one life i have one shot at this i'm going to do something about that right. and anybody watching this if you're in a position like that even if you're not but you want more why not you? You can do that. You can change your life. And I think it's very powerful, man, what you've been able to do, all the people that you've impacted. Um, and uh, yeah, dude, super awesome. Let's talk about your book. Uh, you just released this new book, Purposeful Profit. I see in the background there. What's the full title? And kind of, kind of speak a little bit on the book and then where people can find that out. Sure. Um, so you can, it's called Purposeful Profit, Mastering the Millennial Mindset for Success. You can find it on Amazon, uh, just Purposeful Profit. It's there, Mikey Lucas, M-I-K-E-Y-L-U-C-A-S. Um, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's a book of how-tos and, and, and destroying some myths around money and why people, why, uh, why our generation, the millennial generation, um, has this like addiction to dopamine of like the shiny object syndrome. Um, I talk about how the American dream of what our great grandparents and grandparents, like the, the stories of that, you know, get a job, you know, white picket fence, dog named spot, two and a half kids retire with your, you know, your pension or whatever, like that lifestyle is over. It's done. Yeah. But if you don't have the insights to that, this game of money is rigged, you're going to get taken. Like a lot of people, unfortunately that have 401ks are losing their butts right now. And it's a problem. So I wanted to give my insights and my story around what this is, but then practically give you the steps on what to do. So uh, yeah, I, I basically just tear up like the myth understandings that everybody has about money um, and why, why one of the secrets to life is giving back. That's why I call yeah. it a purposeful profit. Like I'm, I had such a hard time, Michael, wanting to just kind of be even keel like if I made over hundred grand, then people like, you know, oh, you got a, maybe you got a Mercedes Benz or BMW, like, oh, Cadillac, you think you're Mr. Big Shot, huh? Like my family would do that to me. Like, oh, you're a big shot now, huh? Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, like now I, I unapologetically show up to my, my, my brother's house with a, you know, hundreds, hundreds, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of cars and let them, I'm like, here, here's the keys, go for a ride. Like, I don't care. Like, it's just things like, I don't have, th I, I have things, things don't have me. Like. It's just a car. Like, who cares? Like, so it's just saying you don't have your 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 identity is not in the things. Your identity, right. your purpose is a lot bigger yeah. than just the money piece. Even though this book teaches, and I believe when I first 
figure this out. It was like five years ago, man. I picked up this first book and it was, I believe it was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It changed my life forever. And I think a lot of people who are in real estate probably would say the same. But you're getting all of this information from somebody else's experiences. And then you can do with whatever you want with it. You can take it and use it. Or you, you can do, you know, just drop it and save you and pretend you never read it. So anybody who's watching this, guys, Purposeful Profits. Mikey has a $50 million energy fund. He's done a bunch of different deals, if you know, energy, real estate, you name it. So it's honestly like, why not get this book? Why not take information and use it from somebody who's done it? appreciate that. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll change your life. That was the goal behind it. Um, just like you said about rich dad, poor dad, like I was like, man, I'm going to, this has to be something different. And whenever somebody says, if you're listening right now and you just heard Michael say rich dad, poor dad changed my life. If you ever hear somebody say that, drop what you're doing, go on Amazon, go to Barnes and Nobles, buy the book right now. Yeah. This profit will change your life. I love it, man. I love it. Cool, guys. Well, if you got some value from this, um, please make sure to share this. Tell a friend, like it, subscribe on, on, on YouTube. Um, we don't charge for this. And so obviously our goal is to reach more people and to help in, inspire more people to go after their dreams as well. And so, uh, man, where can people find you um, on the socials or, or learn more about you? Yeah, so uh, YouTube, Mikey Lucas, and uh, Instagram, Mikey Lucas at Mikey Lucas. Um, you gotta be careful now. There's a lot of uh, fake Mike Lucas's accounts, and I don't know why Meta and Instagram will not verify me. But like, yeah, Mikey Lucas. There's only one of me. And it's funny because I thought that I was gonna make a personal account so I can have my business and my personal account on Instagram. I wanted to post like more like funny stuff and funny TikTok dances because I actually used to be a dancer. But um, no, I'm just kidding. I, I'm no, well, actually, I'm not kidding at all. I'm being totally. <laughs> I thought you were the, I I thought gonna, you're the crypto uh, expert when some Mikey Lewis underscore whatever, no, whatever. Yeah, dude. I know. I'm so sorry, dude. Like, I'm like, no, I'm not trying to pitch you on cryptocurrency right now. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Please <laughs> be careful. But yeah, Mikey yeah. Lucas, there's only one of me. Uh, Mikey Lucas on all the socials. I love it, man. Well, that's what happens when you make noise. Mine just got suspended as well. But uh Oh. It is what it is. Uh, man, thank you so much again. Appreciate you coming on and sharing the wealth of knowledge you have. And until next time, guys, we'll see you there. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate you, brother. Absolutely.